0: Hi there, excuse me, Colleen Hunt from Gluten-Free Gold, based in DeLega, Panama. Uh, This is episode eight, and um, I'm going to try and touch base with my mindset of when I first started out trying to figure out uh, gluten-free baking. A lot of people would say, especially with the fact that I didn't realize at first that that gluten affected me. Why try? What's the importance of doing something that takes so much work? And I really am affected by people that that um, had come to me and said, uh, I have this problem. I can't do this. And could you help me? How many times can you say that you were able to help somebody change their life? So, I wanted to bake the gluten-free products for the market, and um, with the farmer's markets in Edmonton, if you were offering uh, different products than what they already had, you sort of went to the, the top of the the list of new vendors to, to get in. And there were a lot of, uh, um, uh, markets where you had to, uh, what's the word present, uh, your products, uh, in front of the board to see if they wanted to, uh, let you in. And I just like, like the fact that people would be able to have something that tastes like real food. Because right, right at this time in 2012, there was not a lot of options for people that were celiac or gluten intolerant. But along the way, when I, w- I was trying all these recipes and, and techniques, uh, I I was always having a, a thought in the back of my mind, what if i what if I can't figure this out? What if I made the wrong decision about proceeding with this this uh, farmers' market business, providing gluten-free food? What if I should have stayed in the the job that paid really good money that that provided a lifestyle that that I enjoyed? But it all came down to the the inner problem that it was a great lifestyle, but it, it felt empty. And there's nothing worse than just floating through life instead of uh, anchoring yourself to uh, a purpose. So I had the bravado of I was going to show everybody I can do this and I got this and I can figure it out. But even with the internet, you had the reverse problem that I would have had 10 years before. There was so much information out there. And, sorry, so much information out there. And you didn't know who to listen to. You didn't know because you're starting out who, who was right. All of them have their opinions and gluten-free food can be made so many different ways. It just depends on your approach to making it. There's people want artisan or people want this or people want sourdough or people don't want to use these flours. And then there's people that have multiple allergies like myself and they just they uh, can't follow certain recipes because they have ingredients that their body just does not want and I can sympathize with people that are starting out because I had so many failures in the beginning because gluten-free baking is a totally different game the techniques are different the flowers are different uh, how you mix it is different all these different different points towards the goal of having something that's safe for you to eat and tastes great. It was really hard. But I knew I had to make this work and I didn't want did not want to give up on my dream on on having uh, a business where I can control my hours. And that is the craziest statement because the unfortunately for me, my business controlled me. Um, I had no control over my hours. I had maybe <clears throat> control over when, when uh, a day or two every month, but I, I I didn't didn't have the freedom at all. So I figured if I concentrated from the beginning, if I concentrated on finding flour mixes that i could make myself so it would be less less expensive so i could keep my prices down and be competitive that would be the first step so i kept trying researching more um on the internet talking to people and then i found i would uh take one recipe so after sorry after I, I found the flour mixes that worked, then I would concentrate on the recipes. And I would take one recipe at a time, and for the next two or three days, if it was something like pizza shells or progies or pasta, I would make several small batches, single batches, five or six, and change one thing, one thing that I thought might make it successful because i researched the flowers and their um it's not symptoms i researched the flowers and what they would give for the recipes if they would give the texture if they would give the crumb or if they would uh, what they would contribute to the recipe i know the words on the tip of my tongue And then once I had a successful recipe, I would go to the next recipe and then to the next recipe. Um, I would keep repeating until I got it done. And then from that stage, I had a base of recipes that I knew were successful. And I knew you were able to repeatedly bake or cook something that was out of this world. Now that I had this base, I worked from the base, and the base gave me, I would look at a recipe, uh, and i go, oh, I'd like to make that, and then I'd look at what recipes I had I could build from, what recipe would give me that much more of a percentage of success towards completing the next recipe. And that works really good, except if you've never had that food and you don't know what it tastes like or what the texture is. So when people would request certain items, I would have to ask them, uh, does it taste like this or it tastes like that? Or does it have a texture of this or is it a bread or is it this or is it that? Just so I can narrow it down. But in the majority... Like I said, about ninety-five percent of the time, I was able to narrow, narrow it down. So it, it was great because I have after the first two years, I had a great base of recipes, which was based on the a great base of flour mixes, and. I was starting to recognize the, the techniques I needed, the textures I needed for success. And it still blows me away that, that uh, it worked out so well. So with having more successes than failures, I started to get the confidence that this, this, this will work. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a person that, um, if life is just throwing too many wrenches into uh, my day-to-day life, I uh, I pray and ask that, like, give me, give me a sign that I'm on on the right, on the right path. And I usually usually got one, and this one I definitely got. This was. This was the reason I was here. This is the reason I'm here, is to help as many people as possible to be able to enjoy life. And I believe if that's what my purpose is here, I'm very, very gifted. Because to see so much joy from people for something so simple, simple to me, but I totally understand now how they feel, and, um, well, we'll keep on this journey. We'll keep going. But to wrap it up, I had to find a way to successfully do this. I didn't want to give up my dream of having a business. And I knew if I put my head down and I repeatedly try and did it, as clinically as possible, so that I could wipe out the errors in the testing and experimenting, I was going to be successful. And I was. And I believed in myself so much more. And I had so much more confidence after that on my own, I was able to achieve baking gluten-free 95% 95% of the time that 5% still gets me. So Colleen Hunt from gluten-free gold based in Telega, Panama. And now you know why I try.